0: hello everybody and welcome to another episode of all out brawl i'm chris i'm sam uh and this week we're gonna talk about our first impressions of the guilds of ravnica brawl i don't know i don't want to say format or environment but it's kind of just this we've played a few games this week with a pretty good variety of brawlers and kind of like we definitely have some first impressions based on the cards we played with and the decks we played and yeah and also
1: yeah we we've also built like you know since we recently rotated um both uh chris and myself and our friend who we play with a lot um we've all built new decks we've all updated old decks so um we have a lot of new like we got we got to have some really new experiences playing this past week so that was super cool um but it gives us some meat to talk about here. Um, for kind of like what we've noticed about some of the changes from what, have, what we've seen in the past and, you know, some of the stuff that J- Guild of Ravnica brought to the table. Um, but before we get into that, um, you uh, brought up... You, you Earlier today, someone tweeted at us to let us know about some things. Do you want to... Yeah, today, Alec
0: Nelson on Twitter uh, tweeted us about this pretty cool product that CardKingdom.com is currently featuring which are pre-made brawl decks it seems like this is a place where you can buy
1: singles um but we're not we're not sponsoring oh no no no, no, like we should probably mention um but yeah
0: but this is just a really cheap option which i like we talked about in last set um maybe morphing those planeswalker decks into brawl decks and this is kind of already a pre-made brawl deck it's not a packaged. Um, wizard's product but they are a group of cards that you could sleeve up and play as a brawl deck so they all seem to be 15 dollars, and they're 60 card decks we have brawlers like tatiova atrata ariel uh and i looked at a few of the lists and they look like they have pretty good cards like they're all those rares that aren't seeing like too much constructed play but are still good yeah so it's a great entry option for people who it's like might not have enough cards to finish a deck, but want a deck to play with their friends. This could be a place where you could go and drop um, under $20 to get a good.
1: Yeah. Fun and deck also, you know, it's um, if you're looking to get people into the format and you don't have necessarily a lot of cards and you want to just get like a couple brawl decks that way you and some of your friends can play. This is a great option. Um, like we were saying they're 15 bucks. So obviously you're not going to be getting like Karns or whatever, but you know, the nice thing is if you if this is your entry point and you play it and you like it, you can definitely buy more cards to build it up and like make it like, better, or you can just, you know, yeah. Like so, this
0: might be ooh, you open like maybe a promo um the promo Gogari split card and maybe a Vraska at your um, pre-release and the master of the mold Slimefoot deck would be a perfect fit for those so you could buy the deck and then sub out a few cards for those better cards you've gotten since then
1: yeah so anyway i mean it was cool thank you for letting us know about it alex yeah Yeah. i think uh but it, it yeah if you if you have any information about things like this and you want to share that with us we'll have more information at the end of the show for how to contact us but we love hearing it um, mostly because it's nice to be able to share it with other people and so. it's
0: cool that companies like this are still caring Supporting about brawl
1: yeah <laughs> yes um but so we are going to talk about uh some of the games we played and some of the things we saw like we were talking about so um just to kind of outline a little bit um we played with some of our new decks um we play i well we won't name names here. Um, we saw a Lazav the Multifarious deck, a Tajik Legion's Edge deck, an Aurelia Exemplar of Justice, Ral, is it Viceroy, Slimefoot the Stowaway, Huatli, uh, Radiant Champion, Ariel, Knight of Windgrace, uh, Kazarov, and Jace, Ingenious Mind Mage. Some of those might sound familiar because they're updated decks, um, but uh, in general, it was really all over the board um I don't think we had any deck that won multiple games uh we had a pretty good spread Lazav, Rawl, Slimefoot, Watley, and Jace were all of the winners of the five games we played and like I don't know just they was some really good games um yeah
0: and they all kind of came down to interesting combat uh like attacking blocking kind of weighing your
1: advantages and Kind of trying to get in that last little point of damage that you could. Yeah, um, I did make a note. Uh, while some of the decks did go off, we we saw with a route—is it Viceroy, a Thousand-Year Storm combo where someone got to make three Jaya's Immolating Infernos. Um, and you know, Huatli just kind of combos with everything. Um, we were actually like Ariel, Knight of Wind Grace, had some really interesting like controly type of stuff. Um, Kazarov is mostly because our our friend built the Kazarov deck. It's kind of junky, but like it has a few surprises in it that are fun. Um, and surprising, no one probably Tetova is still really good. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's
0: just. Some of those tribal strategies, like vampires or Ariel for knights, there are a lot of those creature types in the format, so mm-hmm. you're going to see some nice uh, tribal payoffs. I think because we still have those cards from Ixalan that help tribes. So
1: yeah. Um. Uh, as a note, games the length of games was still pretty long. Um. I know that there's probably more of various play group to play group and stuff, but like our games, um even back when we started playing brawl, were kind of longer. um, And these games were also still pretty long. (laughs) Mm -hmm. How long did... We got five games in in...
0: About three or four hours, maybe? Yeah. Some were a little bit faster than others, but they were all generally the same length.
1: Yeah. Um, But yeah, and I mean uh i guess the other note that i have here uh, the format still seems pretty creature heavy um that was one of the things too when we first started playing that we had a lot of creature like we we found that the board was getting kind of swamped with a lot of creatures um and that still seems to be the case just because it seems like we we don't even have as many board webs as we did have so um creature strategies are still pretty predominant but yeah
0: because we lost four sets worth of cards and got one so yep no is it four yes yeah so it's definitely it's noticeable and i think this kind of just um drives home that fact that you either want your creatures to be evasive be able to get damage through better or have some sort of upside to them
1: yep um you had a note here do you want to talk about um i
0: was just from these games it seems like selesnia wasn't still is pretty well suited in the current brawl environment. And this is true of probably a lot of strategies that are similar to Celesnia, because there's lots of tools right now to reward going wide and there aren't many downsides unless your are um, meta is going to be running a lot of board wipes, which I, even if they are, there aren't, there aren't, you're not going to see as many as if you were to playing commander. Mm-hmm. And it really lets, it really lets you go off in the sense that you can build up turn over turn and eventually just have this overwhelming presence Yep. And there's also lots of card draw options in white and green in standard, which is pretty neat.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I When you say there's not a lot of downsides they're going wide, I'm trying to think of, I mean, the only thing I can think of really is Rampaging for Um, mm-hmm. But, like, I can't even really think of that many. <laughs> like, even across, like, Commander's Eternal format, I don't think there's necessarily a lot of big ones maybe like rakdos charm type effects but
0: yeah and like any yeah. any cheap efficient ways to deal with oh, a lot of sure. creatures so board wipes is what like there are being less board wipes like we have cleansing nova and um deafening clarion and star of extinction as like the main ones i think that are going to see play
1: yeah i mean specifically against tokens maybe ritual mm-hmm. of soot but like yep Citywide bust doesn't touch them, so I think. Yeah, I feel like Ritual of Soot and Citywide Bust are so neat.
0: Like they're so specific. Yeah, that I think they're they're more sideboard options. Yeah, Yeah. like main deck. Because if you were to have, if you were to be playing like a black deck with Ritual of Soot and everybody else playing mid range decks, you have a dead card in your deck.
1: Yeah, well, maybe not necessarily for Brawl, Um, just because I feel like curves and Brawl are more important than necessarily, like, like, Commander. Like, I feel like your Brawl deck will usually have at least one or two, one to two drops, and then at least a couple, like, three drops, which will all get hit by Ritualsup. But anyway, so that's that's kind of the general stuff. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything specific I wanted to bring up. I don't think, I, I mean, we're going to well, get I'm, into some of the specific cards and such, yeah. but... Uh-huh. On that discussion, just to bring it up quickly, another boardway
0: that might I might want to consider playing in future episodes and or just, like, in making decks moving forward is Slaughter the Strong is another one I just remembered.
1: Oh, yeah. That one is so, actually pretty good. Yeah,
0: that one might be worth running in some white decks.
1: Yeah. um, That's a good point. I think maybe part of it is just that, like, personally i don't run a lot of board wipes yeah uh, and i don't think the people we play with
0: do either i yeah. feel like if you're building like a more controlling maybe grixis nickel Bolas deck you're going to be running plenty of board wipes but currently our meta does not um and there is plays there, like there are ways to play around it too like you just don't pl- play out your entire hand um into board wipe territory if you know your playing group runs them there's like easy ways to play around them too
1: yeah yeah that's true um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there are any other big like explosion moments. The Raw with Thousand Year Storm was really good. Um, Lee um, got an emblem, Hwat- and yeah, then just kind Hwatli, of yeah.
0: What? Which one is she? Lee Radiant Champion, yeah. Is oh my gosh, her just it's so easy to get her to ultimate. Yes, like, I feel like she is the Planeswalker brawl that's going to ultimate the most in this format because. Normally, the turn it comes down, you're going to be able to plus her above ultimate range, and then you just have this army of like tokens or whatnot to yep. um, defend her until you get that emblem. And that emblem isn't a cast trigger; it's just an ETB, so it works for all your tokens. And I feel like she's probably the standout of our experience. Yeah. I, I don't know if you would agree, but I, I, I was—I honestly I was just like, "How do how do we deal with this?"
1: Yeah, I mean, um, I think. I think the problem is that we don't run a lot of board Yeah, um, that's fair. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, we also... I'm trying to think if there's anything really big. Yeah. I'm
0: thinking, in like, red might... N- like, if you have a board up in your color, it might be a necessity to add to your deck. Like, yeah. you're probably going to want to be running Star of Extinction if you're in red. You're probably going to be wanting to run um, Cleansing Nova... If you're white, like if you, you have don't... access to one of them, you should at least play one of them just because it's going to get you out of some sticky situations.
1: Yeah. I think, um, some of the other things too, uh, we had, like we said, we had two boros decks. We talked about that a little bit when we talked about the new boros brawlers, um, Aurelia and Tajik, but, um, I think both of them actually did fair. Like, I don't think we, they didn't win any games. Um, but I think they did, threaten the board quite a bit which was really interesting to see um mostly because boros gets a real bad rap for things like commander um and i think the problem is uh like we're talking about how our games go pretty long i think the problem was that they did both burn out at a certain point um and then we just drew lands both of us off of our boros lockets which was gross Um, (laughs) yeah
0: but boros got that nice little tech there but it it's very hit or miss
1: yeah um but yeah i mean i think the new new stuff we saw so you know Tajik and aurelia uh lazav rawl um all of those were interesting they they definitely felt new um i don't think i mean having a shapeshifter
0: yeah in brawl just i feel like um really it's a really unique format or just gameplay wise
1: yeah it was interesting i, I piloted the Lazav multifarious deck, and um one of the things that I found really interesting was that uh uh Surveil is obviously super powerful, and I kind of just jammed the deck full of it um but I found that it's a lot in a multiplayer format. it's a lot more interesting to try to figure out what you're gonna put in the graveyard and like how many like how much you're willing to risk like throwing lands away <laughs> for the potential of getting something better. Um, I don't know. It was interesting. And uh, yeah, I, uh, I didn't put it on the list of cards that we talked about, but, uh, selective snare, that was an interesting, um, little, oh tidbit. my
0: gosh, I know. I, I will say I played selective snare and I kept asking people, what creature type is that? What creature type is that? And everyone was like, oh, you have selective snare, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it, and, yeah. it's like, oh, there's like three humans or there's like, um, two wizards or there's like, yeah, it's just. It gets really, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just it's very relevant.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, and Ixalan is a tribal block, so if you yeah. come against any, excuse me, any of the vampire decks or the merfolk decks or the dinosaur decks, like it's it's like an easy, um, an easy hit. But yeah, humans are prevailing across the multiverse. A ton of things just have like additional types that are just like, oh, this is also a warrior. That's convenient. Like. <laughs> bounce Mm -hmm. that too um but yeah uh yeah i think in general um we'll we'll get to some of the specific cards here in a minute but first let's let's just talk about so kind of along those same lines they were saying with like we updated some of our decks some of them are just new um let's talk about some of the old strategies and when i say old i mean not obviously not that (laughs) old but like some of the strategies pre-rotation um and keywords that seem that seemed relevant and seem like they'll have a good place in some of the new experiences that we had um, with this new standard. You can start. Okay, yeah. um, Explore. uh, I don't know if we talked about it very much when we talked about Surveil, but like, Explore is... A kind of surveil um like path of discovery is the one card i think we've definitely talked about that before but it's the four-man enchantment that says whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control it explores um and explores the keyword that says um you uh reveal the top card of your library if it's a land you put it into your hand and if it's not a land you put up almost one counter on that creature and then you can choose to either leave it on top or put it into your graveyard um and so we've, we've already talked about the go wide strategy. This is obviously amazing with that because either your tokens get bigger or you get to draw a lot of lands, which yeah, are, yeah both of those and are great you, outcomes. Yeah. Sorry. You kept
0: like, oh, I missed twice. And I'm just like, no, you just drew two cards. It's very good.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, because yeah, you were running it in your Huatli Radiant Champion and I was running it yeah. in my Slimefoot the Stowaway um and in both situations i think we both ended up getting um and this is on the list obviously but tender shoot dryad which is amazing it's the verdant it's force nice combo for 5 mana so like every turn you're just like oh what's the top card of my library like <laughs> um it's very good um but i did note i think explore will have a lot of potential because um it really synergizes well with um graveyard heavy uh, Graveyard headed strategies, which will include things like Lazov and Izoni or other uh, undergrowth type of decks anything that cares about having creatures in the graveyard or cares about having specific things in the graveyard um i think explore not like fits right in um yeah. it's mostly green and black which means it's obviously great for golgari yeah. explore
0: but... feels like a golgari mechanic sometimes
1: yeah well i feel like it had the most support in golgari Hmm. um but yeah i it's i think it's a great i think it's a great mechanic and i think um it just Fits really well with some of the some of the um, uh, some of the strategies from Guilds of Ravnica. So,
0: and next we always going to mention. I f- feel like since Is it was one of the supported guilds in Guilds of Ravnica, like the wizard spell slinger strategies just got even stronger mm-hmm. with rotation. When we didn't lose too much of the meat of that strategy, um we lost some decent um i'm on cat cards like uh disallow and that sort of thing but we've gained so much in the form of all the is it spells and the jump start in guilds of ravnica that this i think the wizard strategy is still perfectly viable there's plenty of wizards there's new wizards there's old wizards there's new spells but i also think you can run more of a card draw slash spell slinger deck instead of the wizards which is i think it yeah. breaks is it wide open and kind of pushes it in more directions than it was before
1: yeah just to note uh disallow was from ether revolt which i mean doesn't really matter Sorry. yeah but what, was there one in i'm on
0: oh no i'm thinking of the bird sorry oh I'm thinking of the bird yeah, wimble
1: obstructionist yep yeah that's um to be fair there was a lot of when i look back i mostly it's because i drafted red blue spell slinger every time i drafted hour of devastation which was not fun for me but i kept having to because (laughs) of the focus god um but uh i think there was quite a bit but honestly having the is it in guilds of radnica makes it so easy (laughs) like like you're saying and and since we still have adelies in the format you can definitely run a wizard focus strategy where you just you run a lot of tribal wizard type of stuff or you can just do more of a spell slingery type of thing like your your new raw deck is a lot of just like oh I cast this spell I cast this spell oh look I'm gonna you know target this spell in my graveyard and cast it again like it's very oh big. I know
0: I think I cast mission briefing
1: twice in one game I don't I remember that I cast your mission briefing of course you would Which no made I feel me like E2 but... lava mancer anyways oh uh, sure yeah was,
0: there's blue and Red still has a little bit of like instant sorcery recursion but we also got two new um, brawlers we have Niv Mizzet and rawl is at viceroy so
1: so yeah. many good options well and niv Mizzet is a dra- is a wizard so yep you know he fits right in um yeah just and a, oh go for it just uh what a just a random wizard like it just no like, well, he's always been need a to be a wizard
0: i know but you were using that word earlier incidental just, yeah incidental wizard
1: yeah like he's yeah. a dragon he's a wizard and he's an amazing brawler Well, and I do love that all of the guild mages are also wizards. That does... I mean, mostly because League guild mage is amazing, but... um, Oh, yeah. That copy ability comes in handy. Yeah. I was going to say... So, I I made a note here. um, uh, I completely agree with you, but um, the one thing I have... Like, I noticed a little bit from when we were playing, it feels like Jumpstart is fine, but it's less good than it is in Limited, mostly because um, a lot of the Jumpstart spells have singular targets. So like sonic assault is a very good card in limited i've I've played it in draft multiple times and it's very good but the problem is that it only targets one creature and it only deals damage to one player like yeah, yeah. i'm
0: playing that and it might be one of the first removals like things i take out if i get a better card but i also did like it for tempo against like the ariel's to keep her tapped down or it'd be good tempo get against a galta perhaps
1: yeah, that's true. So I, I feel like it's yeah.
0: the getting to use it twice is good, especially if you're trying to like maybe start storming with 1000-year storm later. Yeah. Um, having that incidental incident or sorcery in your graveyard to go off is pretty important. It kind of increases well, the size of your hand.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was going to say the other thing too um is the the main thing like going back to Lazav, um, one of the things I ran into that was a problem was that I had a lot of the I ended up having a lot of the cards that I wanted to be in my graveyard in hand with no way to discard them. Um, and so I think Jumpstart has so much potential. <laughs> like, it's stupid how good it can be, especially for the blue card draw spells. I think Radical Idea Chana- and yep. uh, Chemist's Insight are just going to be really, really good. And
0: both of those being instance, just puts them over the top too. Yeah. Like, four mana draw two is not really a good rate. Um, but incident gets speed? better. No, I was going to say at incident gets better.
1: And then at being able to do it twice it gets even better. Yeah. Especially cause you can discard lands in late game when you don't need them anymore. Mm-hmm. You can discard targets for Lazav. You can discard creature cards for eyes and I, Eye. I mispronounced her name earlier. I apologize. Um, you can discard <laughs> like, there's just <laughs> a lot of, I mean, obviously eyes and is a little harder because the, is it art in her colors? So maybe that takes a different kind of deck, but Um, I just, I, I really like Jumpstart too. I think it kind of in the same vein as Explore really works with a lot of graveyard based strategies. So,
0: and I guess since we're talking about the keyword abilities of guilds, how do we feel the others fare so far in, um, Brawl? I didn't, wasn't too impressed with Undergrowth. I don't think it would have ever been super relevant in the games we played. Maybe if a deck was built around it, but I don't think incidental undergrowth is going, like probably not going to be running a Nizoni in a deck unless it's built around it.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like the problem for me with undergrowth was in my Slimefoot deck, which is my Golgari deck, which is where I'd probably run some undergrowth. Um, It's very token based. So I don't, intend on putting a lot of creatures in the graveyard because i'm making a lot of tokens that i'll die but i'm not making like i'm not killing my regular creatures like there's not a lot of cards that end up in the graveyard for me um but i feel like in my lazav deck there's a lot of focus on putting creatures in the graveyard so that way i can turn Lazov into them and i think there might be some room for some incidental like the um what is it called the necrotic wounds the one drop that's like target creature gets minus x minus x where x is the number of creature cards in your graveyard Mm -hmm. like that could work um i just there's better removal is the problem like (laughs) like i don't know
0: you're gonna have to really think about if your deck if like if you want the undergrowth to be a certain x how likely is it to have that x when you need it to be that yeah and you want the likelihood to be pretty high to be running that
1: yeah, that's um. I don't know. Maybe in like a Vraska deck, um, the yeah, Vraska Regal Queen. I know that's what I'm like a deck built for it.
0: It could be really good, but probably not running
1: the incidental, yeah, um, necrotic wound or, um, yeah. yeah, that's true. Um, let's see. So then, mentor. Um, like I said, we both played Boros. I mean. I still i i will vehemently defend this mechanic because I feel like it got a lot of short shrift when it first got announced because people are like oh Boros's mechanic cares about attacking stupid and I'm like but it's good like <laughs> yeah like you're already
0: doing the Boros thing yes by playing little weenies and attacking and now they just become better attackers please I want more of that
1: <laughs> yes and like, one of the big things, so the deck that I have is the Aurelia deck, um, and I turned I turned my Tiana deck into it, so one of the great things about it is it means that when I mentor things, a lot of the things that I have in that deck are specifically creatures that have good abilities or, you know, have a lot of room to grow, in quotes, because you know, they can be equipped with things or attached, you know, whatever, and it's just good, like, making them bigger when they attack is exactly what I want to do, so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then, we
0: have Convoke, of course. I there's a, some good Convoke cards for mm-hmm. sure, like Venerated Loxodon, March of the Multitudes, and I think Convoke is just good in the decks it's going to be in. Yeah, um, but I, I'm not. Yeah. It's not really a standout mechanic for me because it's just doing what it's always done.
1: Yeah, I mean the one thing, uh, the one place that I've seen that uh, the Loxodon. That when it comes into play, you put a plus almost one counter on each creature that convoked it. Um, that one is really good. I think the problem is that if you're in green and white already, like, it just feels like a win more kind of situation, because mm-hmm. you already have a ton exactly. of creatures, like, <laughs> like you're going especially wide the
0: cards that are convoking right now in standard. We don't have court of calling, right? Like we don't have those really good convoke payoffs. We have, like, make more tokens when you already have a lot of tokens. Or we have pump up your tokens a little bit. We already have, like, non-convoke cards like Trostani doing that, that produce tokens. So, yeah, I don't know how, like, the standout convoke cards for me are the two I just named. And then that um, four-mana enchantment, or that four-mana... Um, banishing light.
1: Oh, yeah. Conclave Tribunal, I yep, think, is a very one. good card. Um, that's but, the, I, I was going to say the only other one is the March, I think March of the Multitude is actually very good. I think, oh, it is. I think it's win more for sure, but like, if you're in a go wide deck, probably going to win. Yeah. In a go wide deck, you want that anyway. Like, plus, like, you can do it at instant speed. It's stupid. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of where we're at. I, I was trying to think of some of the older keywords. Um, that were in, uh, you know, some of the s- standard that we had before, um, yeah. So like ascend, um, I think one of the interesting things about it, and this, I think this was true beforehand though, it's not hard to ascend in brawl. Like, no, we it, all it did, like every game. <laughs> yeah. So, like, as
0: soon as you play the ascend card, it's like, oh, I'm
1: ascended. Yeah. Um, uh, enrage. I didn't really see too much new stuff there like i think no and yeah.
0: uh, enrage is too easy to play around unless you're have a built-in strategies yeah with the like one mana to all creatures sort of stuff it's like attacking slash blocking enrage creatures is easy to play around
1: well i was gonna say i feel like with mentor it's kind of interesting because it makes it easier for you to like swing in with the enrage dinos and make them bigger and make them harder to like just ignore um, oh
0: yep yeah. but yeah like the the downside to enrage was the creatures were probably understated right like the raptor hatchling or the needle tooth raptor as soon as you start making them bigger and maybe allowing them to block even better and not trading yeah like it disincentivizes attacking you even more
1: yeah um but yeah i don't i didn't really see a lot there and then um let's see raid i mean we're still pretty creature heavy so attacking is super easy um yeah i don't think uh the vampires didn't do anything especially important no to them. we
0: had like some lifelink and some yeah um lifelink payoffs in m19 and especially m19 but
1: yeah i was gonna say i feel like that's still the fairly thing. yeah it's still fairly sport like green white you you Selesnia has some life gain stuff wrapped up in it um like, white got Healer's Hawk, which is a stupid card. Um, like I feel like there's yeah, just I think like it's some, even Yeah, little treats.
0: It's even worth playing in, like, the Boros Mentor decks. It's oh, just, for sure. It's no, it never, is. It's yeah. never a 1-1. Or, well, it's not long a
1: 1-1. Well, and even if it is, like, at the end of the day, it's a one-drop 1-1 with Flying and Lifelink. So you're at least gaining a life off of it, if nothing else. And in most cases, you're gonna make it bigger, so... um, Yeah, I think... Uh, the only other note I took away from what we, you know, the games we played, um, I was a little down on Tachiova before we played, but it's still good because drawing cards and gaining life is very good. Um, I want to know why you were down on it. I, I, you know what, I think it's because I really miss Ramana Excavator and oh. uh, Hour of Promise and all the desert stuff. Like, there was some yeah. cool stuff there, but like... Man, it's still really
0: good. We got Crucible of Worlds. We got some nice new ramp and like circuitous route. And I think it's still. I think it
1: might. It's going to get even more support when oh, the I Simic know.
0: comes out. I think I'm
1: so excited. Like, there's definitely not going to be any kind of lands matters cards in the Simic, but it's still gonna support Tachova, and it's gonna be gross, and I'm excited. Um, Yeah, because you're going to get some cycles that are just good spells, but yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so uh, let's move on to this last section here. Um, So specifically some cards that we pulled out of our experience and said, oh, these did really well. Um, I split these up into two groups. The ones that like, oh, obviously this card did well, like it's always going to do well, it's always done well, et cetera, et cetera. And then also some that some surprising ones, some ones that like we might have been down on or just we didn't even talk about because we didn't know that they could do stuff. So um, let's start with this, what I call the no-duh list. Do you want to start <laughs> off with this first one? Cause... Yeah, I Thousand Year Storm just feels so
0: good in an is it deck it's it's gonna need to be answered or you're gonna be able to probably go off in a turn or two after casting it yep i just remember like i was holding it in hand waiting for the turn where i could play it and then the couple spells i needed after it to win and even then it was just very very strong i mean and the you, nice thing you didn't is even do a... that
1: you played it and then we went around the board because none of us had answers
0: <laughs> oh that's true for one too yeah
1: <laughs> yeah um it's yeah. So like you're copying things like Brass is
0: bound to your Immolating Inferno after casting some like cheap cantrips or whatnot. Yep. And I'm pretty sure it's on cast right yes so if somebody if you were to cast a spell somebody tried to remove it in response like they're going to need to remove it when you're tapped out or you're going to get be able to get the value from it which i think makes it even better
1: yeah yeah it, it essentially if anyone in your meta plays an is it deck you're gonna have to main deck some more enchantment removal because that thing is stupid and there's not anything you can do at a certain point. So, um, this next card is Doom Whisperer, which we were very up on um, when we talked about the cards from Guilt of Ravnica, and it's, it was justified. That thing is a powerhouse and stupid. Um, it's the, you'll remember, it's the six mana, f- or sorry, five mana, six, six, flample, and you can surveil two by paying two life. It's, it's good stat wise. Um, it, makes all of your
0: surveil payoffs better because mm-hmm. you have a like easy efficient cheap
1: way to surveil yes and we'll yeah like in order to like i think this one is actually kind of in conjunction with a couple of the surprise cards that we have on our list um so obviously it's very good we'll wrap back around to this one when we get to some of those um what about so uh i'll, I'll go on to this next one if that's fine um so the next one I have is Wing. Bladewing. Um, our friend's uh, Kazarov deck played a Blade Bladewing. Very good. Especially late game. Eight mana for two 4-4 four, four Flying Dragons is very good. Like, <laughs> I feel like Varix got, got overlooked a little bit with Dominaria. And,
0: man. I thought they were four threes. And I'm just like, holy crap, that card is good.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, but, yeah, it's just really good.
0: And, like, speaking of Variks, there could be a... We were talking about this with Sarkon last set, but there might still be, like, the viability of a deck that has a dragon sub-theme mm-hmm. and has some good payoffs. It's
1: pretty nice. Yeah. Um, what about this next one? Um, Quende, Pride of Femurif? I mean, you ran him in your Tagic deck and our friend yes. ran him in his Ariel deck.
0: Oh, I know. There's just... There's a lot of incidental... Sorry, I was more i did i would did not realize he had that last part of his name i've just always called him Quinde. <laughs> <laughs> that's why i was saying it like that but anyways yeah there's a lot of first striking that you don't realize
1: yeah or that just gets yeah. so
0: much better with Quinday like Quende is another one of those cards that come down and people start to worry
1: yeah especially yeah because um I, I was thinking specifically with tajic like you can just be like oh also tajic deals has double strike now like two mana by the way <laughs> Um, Oh, and like it
0: just feels so good because Tajik mentors on Tequende too. It's just
1: it it makes sense. (laughs) It's like they planned it. Um, (laughs) But yeah, that's I I think it's a very good card. I think it only gets better with. More synergy and like the night stuff. It's it is a night, so it fits in all those night tribal stri- strategies from Dominaria M nineteen. Um, there's like you're saying incidental first strike just everywhere. The Boros has a couple other cards that are just like stalwarts or Stun Home Stalwart is the like bear with first strike and mentor, and this thing turns into a double striking mentor creature for two mana, and it's very very good. Um, the next one on our list here is Demon of Catastrophes, which is the four mana. flampler from m19 that says um as an additional cost to cast it you must sacrifice a creature um the main reason i put this on here is because i ran the lazav deck and man turning lazav into a 6-6 flying trample creature for four mana at instant speed is great it is silly and fun (laughs) where
0: else is it good though it's good in the token oh, yep. selesnia sorry not selesnia um golgari strategies and also like things like Vraska, and so it's not just good in the shapeshifting right lazav deck it's also good in the golgari graveyard deck
1: yep yeah i think yeah in general you know having that because that's part of it is even though it's a very creature-based format having a 6-6 flying trampler there's not a lot in our format that can deal with that like like there's not a lot of blockers for that and there's not a lot of things that can kill that. So, I don't know. I think it's very good. Um what about this next one? Um I No, we we already knew this card was good though. Yeah, but like
0: <laughs> it it helm of the host. Like we talked about it a lot last set and it's it's still stupid good. Yes. It's it's the non-legendary clause, the making tokens that you can then equip helm of the host to after being cast and then there's just so many new great targets for helm of the host in this format
1: Yep. <laughs> yeah this
0: card is gonna be in a lot of decks until it rotates
1: yep i think so too and yeah it's stupid like the the thing is it's funny i just love when people are like oh that costs so much mana it's so inefficient and it's like that's those are the cards that are made for brawl and commander like we're going to have a lot of mana and we're going to do stupid things with it. So yeah. Um, this next one, again, another card that we have actually like, it's not really new so much, but a uh, tender shoot Dryad. man, that card is just busted, you know, like <laughs> it's the four, it's the five mana, uh, the, the five mana verdant force that in addition to making saplings, every turn buffs your saplings. Um, yeah, I just, I think it's really good. It, it, It's really good for those token strategies those go wide ones like we're talking about so yep um let's move to some of the cards that surprised us um that were newer things that we didn't really you know we we didn't really have on our radar yet well this first one's all you so (laughs) yeah i'll I'll take this first one and the the last one because i just added it but this these are the ones i was gonna i was referring to with in tangent with uh, Doom Whisperer. Um, So it was uh, Enhanced Surveillance and Whispering Snitch. So Enhanced Surveillance is the two-mana enchantment that says whenever you surveil, um, you look at two additional cards. And then Whispering Snitch is the two-drop one-three vampire that says whenever you surveil for the first time each turn, each opponent loses a life and you gain a life. Um, Honestly, paying two life to surveil four... And then gaining a life back and making everyone else lose a life is crazy. Like, (laughs) Doom Whisperer plus these cards is so silly because you do it every turn. Yes. And also Enhanced Surveillance
0: turns all of those, like, um, Surveil 1 cards, like Thought Erasure, into Surveil 3. Yep. Which makes them so, like, three times as good. (laughs) Yes. It's just so, I think Enhanced Surveillance... Not great in like a limited quick format, but in a slow draw now format like brawl, cards like Enhanced Surveillance get to shine where you're getting incremental increased value over the long haul.
1: Yeah, and I mean like Lazov becomes a surveil three. Um, the other part of it too is that um, uh, it has that second piece that I don't care much for, but it's that when you can exile it to shuffle your graveyard back into your library, um i mean it's not a bad emergency button honestly like
0: and we've talked about like how mending of dominaria keeps you in the game this is the same sort of effect where you could run into the issue of decking yourself some games if you get pretty far ahead like my selesnia deck definitely felt like i might deck myself at one point yeah well
1: and like there's still sentinel totem and um uh A couple other you know graveyard hate cards, Um, and being able to shuffle your your graveyard back into your library before that thing can like when that thing tries to go off is a great feeling. If you're a graveyard deck that really needs to save that graveyard, so um, yeah, Uh, do you want to talk about this next one? Um, We
0: have Cosmotronic Wave on this, and I think this is good. To so Boros always is a good early game. Mm -hmm. It's always going to be swinging, getting in those points of damage early um and this is the spell that deals one damage to each creature your opponent's control and creatures dealt damage this way can't block yep. this turn yep um so that one damage really good against token strategies and then you can push through maybe that last few points of damage against the mid-range decks that your tiny boros creatures even mentored can't really get through like you're probably not getting a creature a one of those early creatures through a carnage tyrant or something along those lines so this effect in a red white deck where we have like the most damage we're doing um for that little mana is around three like we have star of extinction sure but this is like that that wipes your creatures too and then you can't win this lets you win like through that which is nice
1: yeah i uh, i mostly put it down because i think it's an amazing finisher in our format i think Yep. i think because i i also raged a lot about this because i i lost a lot of sapra Link to Cosmotronic wave which it's very good against tokens as well but um like you're saying with those boros decks most of the time you're going to hit a point where it's like well i can't swing in but if you have Cosmotronic wave oh no you can swing in and you can kill them like <laughs> there's nothing they can do about it which is crazy so,
0: and then something I think we've all agreed on is experimental frenzy, yes, being a card a lot of people like raise their eyebrows at originally, but it is the what's that blue card that does the same thing? Oh, I can't remember. Uh, well, anyways, there's a there's this there's another card in blue like older where you can look at the top card of your library and you could play it. This is the same kind of card except with the downside of you can't play cards from your hand, mm-hmm. but. In a strategy like Boros, where you're emptying your hand quickly, this starts to let you like getting back back in the game and back. It's like you're not refueling your hand, but you're turning your library into your hand. Yeah, and you have a lot of, um, like you can play lands, and then you can play the spells, and this deck or this card basically increases the size of your hand. Like game when it doesn't matter. And then say you get unlucky, and then you draw a card that you really want to play. You have that ability to pay for get rid of this. Um, enchantment and then start using your hand again so it's very um, it's very multifaceted like it, you can yeah use it while you need it and then get rid of it when you don't need it. Which I I like that second ability. If it didn't have that second ability, it'd probably be worse.
1: Yeah, and just to clarify because this is in standard, so we should probably know it. Um, Precognition field is the blue one, um, but it only lets you cast instant or sorceries off the top card of your library or off the top of your library, um, and you can pay three to exile the top card of your library. So um, there might be some spicy brews using both of these cards, um, but. Yeah, I think the... the, That is an
0: excellent point.
1: Yeah. Filing away for later. (laughs) The the thing about Experimental Frenzy that I found the most interesting, one, like, we had multiple people play it over the course of our games, and I think there were at least, you know, there were a couple turns where people played, like, two or three spells off the top of their library in a single turn.
0: I remember one time... I played a land and then three spells, which is like drawing four cards. Yeah. It was very, very good.
1: But, I mean, my favorite thing is on top of that, if, if, you know, if the game goes very long, you can hit a point where you pay four to blow it up and you have a full hand of cards. Like, you drew a new hand <laughs> pretty much just by, like, you know, amassing all of the extra stuff off the top of your library that you couldn't cast. Like, I don't know. I just, I think it is a very interesting step for especially red-white decks that have that trouble with, you know, later game card draw. Um, and I'm curious to see how well it... Like, because it, it did really well, I think, based on the games that we played. And I think um, I'm excited to see what else it does in in future games. So uh, I think red...
0: I think if you're playing red, you should consider running this card. Yep. Even if you're more of like a, I don't know, mid-range strategy, like maybe... uh, What do we... Yeah, I'm not sure. I think yeah. it's just a great card and I think it's very um functional in a bunch of different places in the game. So,
1: yeah. No, I think and yeah, I'm I don't know. Like I said, we're we're going to keep playing. We're going to figure out more stuff hopefully. Um and yeah, like we'll definitely in in future weeks um we'll probably visit some of the decks that we've built. Um I know I've already made some changes to some of the decks that I played last week because of the games that we played so um i'm excited to kind of dig into that um but uh yeah so i think that's just about everything for today um yeah i i kind of like this whole
0: sort of like specifically focusing on stuff just like a discussion about how we played brawl and like what we discovered and the cards that we played with like there's probably cards that we didn't play with that are worth mentioning, so feel free to let us know about those. Yeah,
1: and like, and obviously, we we already learned about ourselves this time. Uh, we do not play enough board wipes. We probably should play more. But, but I like this board wipe list
0: format. <laughs> I feel like it makes them a more fun game.
1: Yeah. Um. But yeah. So uh, next week, I don't know exactly what we'll be back with. Um. But uh, we'll probably get into some more topics. Um, let us know, though, if you have anything you're interested in hearing or if you have anything to share, just like Alex did at the top of the episode with the Card Kingdom decks. Um, uh, and you can do that on Twitter. We're at MTG, or you can do it over email. We're at MTG at gmail.com.
0: Um, thank you to Awkward Bun for our podcast cover art and Volmerson for our Twitter... Uh banner art yes appreciate
1: both of those yep and as always thanks to aunt neely uh for the song might as well whistle which is our intro and outro music which we obtained from the free music archive so if it's interesting to you go look them up um but that's just about everything um if you liked what you heard here and you you know uh i mean schedule permitting. Um if you if you want to watch Chris play Magic, he does so on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Rototo, R E T T O T O. Um he usually does that on Sunday afternoons. You can watch him play some arena, which we've been getting real into recently.
0: Yeah. It's I'm really hoping the singleton format comes back soon.
1: Yes. Um
0: it's like a nice um brawl alternative.
1: Yeah, I I like Arena mostly because I f- I feel like I'm getting some experience with cards that I wouldn't even think about um otherwise, like just a quick side like Ravenous Harpy for my slimefoot deck. I was like, "Oh, this is a great sack outlet. Like, sure it costs a mana, but you make a big flyer." And like I I found that out because the Arena green black deck just had one in it. So, um but yeah, so uh I think that's just about everything. So, until next week, I've been Sam. And I've been Raul Zarek. And this has been Raul Zarek's Fun Thousand-Year Storm Corner. <laughs> Bye, everybody. It's, it was all out brawl. All